Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, the founder of Influencer Marketing and Branded Content Agency, Hollywood Branded. This podcast provides brand marketers a learning platform for top experts to share their insights and knowledge on topics which make a direct impact on your business today. While it is impossible to be well-versed on every topic and strategy that can improve bottom line results, my goal is to help you avoid making costly mistakes of time, energy, or money, whether you are doing a DIY approach or hiring an expert to help. Let's begin today's discussion. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacy Jones. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacy Jones. I'm so happy to be here with you all today, and I want to give a very warm welcome to our guest. He's a marketing consultant, speaker, author, and the founder of Duct Tape Marketing Consultant Network. I'm excited to introduce you to the wonderful John Jantz. Duct Tape Marketing helps small businesses through their turnkey marketing growth system that helps increase engagement, improve retention, triple sales closure rates, and much more. John is known for his books, including Duct Tape Marketing, The Referral Engine, and The Commitment Engine, and his latest book, The Self-Reliant Entrepreneur, 366 Daily Meditations to Feed Your Soul and Grow Your Business, a daily reminder to entrepreneurs that a better you makes a better business. With more than 30 years of marketing experience, John has so much knowledge to share with us. And quite frankly, I'm excited to have him on the show because he's one of those few people that I consistently always turn to for advice because it's just easy to understand and good. Today, we're going to talk about what John sees as some of the biggest hurdles business owners and entrepreneurs need to face head on. We'll learn what has worked from John's experience, what could be avoided, and how some people are missing the mark. John, welcome. Thanks for having me, Stacey. Of course. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about you if they don't know who you are and how you got to where you are today? Sure. So I founded uh, my own independent marketing agency uh, 30 years ago. And uh, really it was, uh, that sounds sort of glamorous. I mean, I really just uh, figured I wanted to do my own thing. and I knew I could hustle work. So I took pretty much anything, you know, without a plan, anything anybody would throw my way. Um, I, I found that I got a couple small business clients and I found that I really loved working with small business owners, kind of doing all of their marketing, but I also found it really challenging or at least I had worked for an ad agency and, you know, we had a very kind of traditional approach to, uh, to serving a client. And I realized that approach would not work with small business owners. They have uh, the same needs as much larger organizations, but certainly never the same budgets or, or even attention spans. So at some point I decided that I needed to create an approach where I could walk in and say, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what you're going to do. Here are the results we hope we get. And by the way, here's what it costs. Um, and in kind of trying to address my frustration, I tapped into what is still today. I think one of the greatest frustrations with many small business owners, it's, it's hard to buy marketing services uh, as a small business. And it's gotten harder because there's so many more pieces of the puzzle, so many people selling, you know, pieces of the puzzle. And so the fact that somebody uh, came in and said, we're going to install a marketing system. It's going to be based on strategy before tactics, and it's all going to be integrated. All this stuff's going to work together and you're going to know what the cost is. Um, That was kind of music to their ears. and, And that was really the genesis of duct tape marketing, the name duct tape marketing. I felt like I had to give it a kind of more product brand name. And so I, uh, to me, that just felt like the perfect metaphor for what it's like to, to run and grow a small business. Uh, I am a small business owner still today. So I, you know, I certainly was very uh, aware of what, uh, uh, what they go through and what we go through. Um, that turned into a book that turned into a, a network of independent marketing consultants now that license and, and use and um, the duct tape marketing system as well as, as really, let's face it, collaborate <laughs> as, as a group <laughs> as well. 
And uh, I'm just, uh, uh, you know, my, my sixth book is The Self-Reliant Entrepreneur, and it is definitely a very different book for me. Um, but it was, again, another way that I wanted to contribute back to, in some small part, the thousands of small business owners I've worked with over the years that, um, that I think, you know, kind of get the how-to part. I mean, shoot, if you don't know how to do something, just Google it and a YouTube video <laughs> will show up and tell you exactly how to do everything. But the part I think is sort of missing is the, you know, the why to or the mindset uh, that it takes to, to stay focused on, you know, what you believe is, is the right path for you when there's just so many things, so many people trying to knock you off that path. So this book, in a, in a lot of ways, David Meerman Scott, who I'm sure many of your uh, um, listeners are, are familiar with, a, a friend of mine who wrote The New Rules of uh, Marketing and PR, and he calls this my love letter uh, to, to entrepreneurs. In a lot of ways, it, it, it really is. It's a reflection of my experience of, of what I believe, but hopefully a, a, a gift uh, that, you know, I put a lot of uh, time and energy into writing. Well, I will say that I have managed to make it through an entire month in the last few days since receiving your book. So thank you for sharing that with me. And it is really great. And what I love about it is it is daily advice literally on each day that tackles a different subject. And while not every single subject may be that focused for you at that moment, I will say in the last, uh, in 31 days of December, I found, I think, seven different things that stood out to me that I know I need to focus on and change because <laughs> it will change my business and it will change yeah. my personal life. Yeah. And that's, um, that's a great point because I, it, it's so funny. I mean, I wrote these and, and let's face it, they are based a lot on, on my, you know, experience, yeah. my feelings, you know, so buyer beware uh, <laughs> with that. But I find that, that 10 people can read the same page and it will mean completely different things to them. Um, and I think that's one of the beauties of um, the, the format, um, which as you said, is, is um, 366 daily entries, but every day starts with a reading from some historical literature that I mind uh, that uh, we can talk about uh, why I chose that if you want, but, uh, and then 150, 200 words of me kind of contextualizing it. But then I also end every day with a question. Um, and, and some people have told me that, that a lot of times they don't know the answer to that question, but it kind of haunts them throughout the day and, and they start kind of witnessing how things are showing up that maybe help them have a little better uh, understanding of, of how they might answer that question. Yeah. And what I also love about your book is that I think that if I read it today and I read it in a year from now, that focus point may be more relevant at that time than today or today versus then, because yeah. it's going to be flowing with your life and where you are actually at it too. Yeah. The, I, there are a number of books. In fact, I just did it over the weekend that I've read multiple, multiple times. Yeah. Um, uh, a Deepak Chopra book called the seven uh, spiritual habits of successful people um, is a book I've probably read. If I'm being honest, two dozen times, maybe because, you know, it takes about an hour and a half to read it. Um, and I just am always amazed at how often I'm like, when did that get in there? You know, it's like, I don't remember that point last time. And I think that that's absolutely true. I mean, if you read January 1st, 2020 by January 1st, 2021, you'll be a different person. Yeah. Um, and, and so there's no question that that reading, you know, may hit you completely differently. And before we dive into why you chose the authors that you chose, and I will say that I think the passages that you chose are extremely relevant to the takeaways that you have dived into. Um, I love the fact how you simplify everything. You really do. Your writing and how you actually share and teach is always very much so based on simplification. 
And that's so novel and nice. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it turns out it's actually harder than doing the other. <laughs> writing, these, uh, writing these short entries you know, for this book was a lot harder than, than going on for 5,000 words about how I do something. So uh, um, it was a, and I think most authors are, will tell you this, the writing of this book was a, was a real growth um, experience for me as well. So you chose to focus on transcendentalism. Yeah. So why? What made you, which one of you, I love, I love that. And I will tell you, yeah. my husband, former English teacher, uh -huh. then principal, and now agency COO, he was like, he wrote on that? That's fantastic. And we had a whole <laughs> long, long conversation. I felt like I was back in high school revisiting yeah. all the authors. But yes. why? Yes, the, the literature nerds among us, um, you know, really uh, enjoy this. Um, you know, it was really more the time period, I think, um, and what was going on, because there, there is a tremendous amount of transcendentalist literature. The folks' names that people would recognize, uh, certainly that were of that movement, um, Emerson and Thoreau and Louisa May Alcott. Um, but I actually found that, you know, a lot of the fiction that was written uh, during that period, books that we read, you know, Moby Dick and Scarlet Letter, um, you know, were, it was kind of the first time, if you think about what was going on in America, 1850 or so, so it's mid 19th century. You know, we are on the cusp of the Civil War. We are, women are marching in the streets to, to get the right to vote. Um, we're trying to abolish slavery. It was the first sort of countercultural period in America where all of a sudden you had movements like the transcendentalists that were saying, hey, maybe we shouldn't be listening just to what our preacher says or our teacher says or our parents or the politicians. You know, maybe we should start thinking for ourselves and follow our heart. I mean, we're, we're all endowed with this unique soul. We need to just go through life figuring out what's the right path for us. I just happen to think that sounds like some pretty tremendous entrepreneurial advice. And, and even the protagonists in, in those works of, of fiction, it was kind of the first time where you started having characters show up and say, look, this may cost me, you know, in the eyes of others, but, but this is what, the only way to be true to me. And I think that that's uh, what most entrepreneurs really need to do. I think it's what most humans are putting on, on this earth to do is to find out kind of what their unique purpose is. I mean, if we, if we scientifically agree that every single one of us has a different DNA, you know, we, we, you know we're admitting that we're all completely unique and why wouldn't we have a unique purpose? No, it's true. And I think a lot of the writing of that era is talking about getting back into nature and focusing on the universe and letting ideas generate. Yeah. And you, you touch on all of these. I do. I, some people have accused this me of, of actually writing a spiritual uh, book, but there certainly is. Um, in the transcendentalist literature, and and let's face it, it I, I just happen to believe this to be true as well. You know, they borrowed very heavily from some of the Eastern uh, wisdom traditions that um, that profess kind of we're all connected, all human beings, all living things, you know, are connected in this in this great cosmos. And you know, if that's the case, then you know, to me, self reliance or becoming more self reliant implies that you will uh, actually you know trust your own heart. Uh, but that you'll actually have more empathy for, you know, everybody else's position. And, and, and there's no question as entrepreneurs, you know, we, we don't go it alone. I mean, we count on support and collaboration and communities, you know, like crazy. Uh, but we don't, that doesn't necessarily mean that, that, that our decisions and what to do are dictated by, um, you know, those folks in those communities or in that support. Yeah. 
Definitely. In December, since that's the chapter, the section, the calendar time I focused on, I know you spoke about time and focusing and the need for entrepreneurs to do that. Why is that so essential? Well, I think if, you know, I know you talk a lot about mistakes that businesses make as, you know, part of the focus of this show. And to me, the biggest mistake I see people make is, you know, if if you were going to ask anybody, what's their biggest constraint? 90% of entrepreneurs will say it's time. (laughs) And what I would suggest is that it's focus. Um, Because, you know, what happens to time is, you know, we we feel like we have to be doing, you know, 29 different things at once. We're, you know, we're multitasking. We're, you know, we check into Facebook 18 times a day. Um, and, And the reality is, I can't tell you how many days I've worked an eight hour day and about a 45 minute period during that day produced completely all the output for the month, you know, maybe that, that was really true high payoff work. And so, you know, we, I do this with a lot of the businesses that we work with is that, you know, on a quarterly basis, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll allow them to identify two or three main priorities and, and basically then say, okay, what are all the things that need to happen if we're going to meet those, you know, objectives, those priorities, everything else goes on the back burner. Until, you know, we're, we're focusing on that. And I mean, again, I, you know, there's lots of balls to juggle, but if, if we start our day thinking, what are the two or three things that, that if they got done today are going to make the most impact, um, then, you know, all that other stuff, you know, maybe we can forget about doing now, it's just like when you have a fire, right? There, everything is going to hell. Whatever's happened is happened. And all your focus is on that. And that moment as an entrepreneur, yeah your business still keeps on ticking when you're dealing with that fire. Yeah. So if we could just focus is what you're saying on not on pre-planned fires, maybe that would be a better way of going about it. Well, and, and, you know, one of the challenges we have today is it is so easy to get distracted. Um, And, and that's, you know, that's not unique necessarily to today. We feel like it is, but if you read some of, you know, particularly Thoreau, you know, wrote about this all the time, you know, if you read some of the passages uh, in, in Walden, you'd think he was talking about Facebook today and social media, you know, about the distractions and the challenges and, you know, the lack of focus. And, I, you know, I really, um, maybe it's because I've been doing this for a long time, but I, I just feel like there's so, um, there's so many ways to waste your time, you know, during the day in things that, that ultimately aren't going to have any payoff. Um, and a lot of it's, let's face it, a lot of it's procrastination. I mean, how often do we reach for our phone because the work that's in front of us, you know, feels hard. Yep. And we just don't want to do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you also touch on the flow and being in the moment and actually yeah. being receptive and getting on that river where you're, everything is just moving so smoothly and you're just, yeah in sync with the universe? Well, I think that um, uh, one of the themes that comes up time and again with the uh, transcendentalists uh, for sure is uh, this idea of mindfulness. Um, And I think that a great deal of the stress and the distraction that many of us feel in our lives is because we're worrying about, you know, yesterday, we're worrying about tomorrow, we're worrying about what somebody thinks, you know, we're worrying about all the things that are completely out of our control. And really the only two things we can control are how we show up every day and how we respond to what goes on <laughs> during the day. That's it. And I think that if, if you come to that realization and you start letting go of all those things that you can't control, you're going to be, first off, you're going to be more in the moment, which is, you know, the present moment is the only thing you can control. But I think also 
it's a way to bring a lot more joy and happiness back into the work that you're doing. Um, because, um, you know, the, the, the fear of what's going to happen tomorrow, the fear of what happened to yesterday is, I think, is sucking the life out of a lot of entrepreneurs. And with that sucking of the life, you also talk about finding time, like morning time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've just done it for 20 years, but I'm not unique. I mean, a lot of, of entrepreneurs, uh, a lot of individuals, period, you know, have kind of gotten into this, uh, this idea that, you know, that morning time is kind of your time to get yourself right and get yourself ready for the day. People take lots of different approaches uh, to it, but, but even, you know, Thoreau was a big fan of journaling and walking and, you know, time in solitude. And so I think a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, I, I know myself when I get up, first thing I do is, is, is meditate. I do read. I mean, I wrote this book sort of because it fit into the format <laughs> that, that, uh, uh, that I wanted. I try to exercise, you know, uh, almost uh, on a daily basis. And, and if I miss some of those steps, um, I, I don't feel as centered and, and ready to take on the day. And, and I think a lot of people um, agree with that idea. And so, you know, I, I wrote this book to kind of be more of a practice, you know, rather than, oh, here's a book, take it on vacation, read it. And you'll have a bunch of great ideas. It's more like come back to it every single day as part of your, your routine. Yeah. And there's a reason I didn't plow through and try to reread your entire book before getting on this, because I would have missed the whole gist of what you are training yeah. everyone yeah. to do. Yeah. And you really have created a journal, something that you can sit down. If you don't have the meditation practice going right now, you don't have that me time, you actually have delivered this as a gift to people where they can take this and they can start off the new year or any time of the year yeah. and read the passage, read your commentary, and then reflect for a moment. Yeah. And I have a lot of people that have told me that, um, cause there isn't any one way it's certainly designed to follow along on a daily basis, but I have a lot of people tell me that, you know, they sometimes feel like that's not enough. So they'll jump around and read a couple more pages, you know, just at random. Every month actually has a, um, a little bit of a theme. So if you're thinking, you know, I want to read about uh, courage um, or trust, you know, you can jump to the month that, that has that as well. But, uh, you know, uh, my, I, I talked to my um, publisher into allowing me to put two lines at the bottom under <laughs> every question. So, you know, for those people that, uh, that don't think it's, you know, de, you know, defacing the book, um, you know, it gives you a place to write right there. Or I'm, I'm sure that there are people out there that, that, you know, have a regular journaling practice and they might just have that journal with them read and, and then go to their journal. Yeah. The problem with your two lines, I can already tell you is, is <laughs> not, not, not enough. Not I would enough. be writing up the page, across the page, down the page. <laughs> and that's okay too. But uh, yeah, i um, I know a lot of people have a, have kind of adopted a journaling practice as well. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And then you also talk a lot about what really sounded with me is that, you know, you're exchanging your life right now for every moment yeah. that you're spending working, yeah. you're taking away from moments that you could be living and doing something else. And that's something I think entrepreneurs oftentimes forget. We get into this whole, we must make this happen. We must get this much sales. We must do this for employees. We must do this for clients. And we forget about the fact that we're exchanging the moments that we have here on yeah. earth Yeah. with everything. Yeah. Or the, or the bigger trap, you know, when I get here, I'll be happy. Um, you know, or I will have succeeded or I will have arrived. And, and until you can succeed and arrive in, you know, where you are right now, it's always going to be the next thing that you're going to need. Right. 
So that was a great focus. Now you had said that you would read a passage and I had uh, yeah, given you a talking random, about, yeah. Yeah. I had given you a date of August 7th because that's when I founded my agency back in 2007 and thought you could share what that day looks like. And I haven't seen it. So this will be wonderful. <laughs> it's, I think it's a perfect one for this, but you, you get to be the judge. So every day starts with, uh, there, there is a title to uh, uh, the reading and then um, some literature that uh, this happens to be from Ralph Waldo Emerson's Self-Reliance. And then this one's a shorter one. Um, so I think this one's only, this is probably under a hundred words for me and then you get a question. August 7th, uh, get what you need. Discontent is the want of self-reliance. It is infirmity of will. Regret calamities if you can, thereby help the sufferer. If not, attend your own work and already the evil begins to be repaired. That's from Ralph Waldo Emerson, Self-Reliance, which was written in 1841. Okay. Emerson may have liked the lyric from the Rolling Stones, you can't always get what you want, but if you try sometime, you might find that you get what you need. Be content and you're on the road to self-reliance. Not complacent, but happy with right now while preparing to make a big fat dent in your space. That's content. Go through life discontented and you'll constantly seek happiness in and from things outside of your control. So your challenge question today, how are you using your gifts to contribute to something? That's a wonderful writing. That's a great day. And I, that's a great one for starting a business day celebration it, too. It is, it is. Yes. It's funny how these, these things mold themselves to just the right uh, um tone and situation. <laughs> no, that's very, very true. So your suggestions to our listeners are to take it as the day it is, or to choose a chapter or, or choose a month under a theme yeah. and to start working your way through. I think so. I mean, clearly working your way through is a great approach. I, I will tell you, and again, you know, I wrote these, um, I wrote, a great deal of this. We're now recording this in the beginning of 2020. I wrote a great deal of this in the spring and summer of 2019. Um, so I don't, I don't always remember you know, what I wrote. Um, and I have a lot of fun and maybe that's just me, but I have a lot of fun just randomly picking a page some days too. So, um, you know, I think, I think there is a sort of designed way to read it, but I think whatever works for you, there are a lot of ways you can approach it. Yep. And I sat down and over several days read through December and that was a really nice way to go because I was able to think about it and really dive in deeply into yeah. some of the thoughts that you brought up. Yeah. And if you like the sound of my voice, um, there is an audio <laughs> version that, uh, that I read. It took me 22 hours in the studio <laughs> to read. Um, but uh, I, there are definitely, um, definitely more and more people. Uh, I, I, you know, this is, as I said, my sixth book. And over the years, you know, audio books were, were almost an afterthought, you know, when my first book came out. And now... Uh, there are a lot of books that the audiobook outsells uh, actually the print book. And, and certainly this is one that, that could have that potential because, I, you know, you, you think about guided meditations that people, you know, use in apps and things like that. It certainly uh, kind of falls into that category. Well, are there any last words of advice you'd like to give our listeners today? Well, the one I find myself giving a lot lately is um, experience a lot of new things. Experience, you know, things that are completely seemingly completely outside of what you should be interested in given your chosen path 
uh, read books on, you know, strange subjects on, on things as strange is, is a relative term on subjects that are strange to you. Um, and because I, to me, I think over the years, that's been one of the things that, um, that really has allowed me to, to not only stay curious, but to stay really enthused about what I, I do and get to do. I get some of my best ideas from books on architecture and math and, and things, you know, because there's so many systems, I think, in, in nature and in life that, that can be applied to things that, you know, we think are outside of our industry. I mean, the worst thing you can do is, you know, only read marketing blogs and only read, you know, listen to marketing podcasts and only read marketing books. Um, because I think that in, in some sense, you know, you get very insulated uh, doing that. And I think your diversity of, of thought and diversity of experience is what's going to actually make you more valuable as, as a greater contributor to uh, the world or certainly to the clients that you serve. And your family as well. No question. <laughs> you may not want to just listen to marketing and business all day long. From your lips. I'm certain of that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So we can listen to you on your audiobook, or everyone can buy the Self-Reliant Entrepreneur 366 Daily Meditations to feed your soul and grow your business. I know it's available on Amazon, I believe, right? Well, it's available really anywhere you buy books. Um, okay. So, you know, and, and I always like to give a plug for if you've got that uh, nice little corner bookstore in your community. Certainly support them as well. But yeah, all the traditional kind of online retailers, uh, uh, you can get it there as well. And if you want to just hear more, um, you know, uh, interviews like this or find out more of the book, it's just selfreliantentrepreneur.com. And uh, if you want to get a peek at what I've been doing the last uh, 30 years or so, it's uh, just ducttapemarketing.com, which is D-U-C-T-T-A-P-E marketing.com. And you can listen to your podcast. That's right. I do have... A, a podcast that I've been doing uh, since uh, I think I'm in my uh, going into year 15 uh, in, in January. So I, uh, I adopted that pretty early and stuck with it. Uh, I know I know there are thousands and thousands of new podcasts now, but uh, I've enjoyed doing that for a long time. Well, I think you're one of the early inventors, basically, of the podcast, especially when it comes <laughs> to marketing and business advice. Well, I, I definitely was doing it. I've, I'm getting around to now I had Guy Kawasaki on my podcast um, or did an interview with him this week. Okay. Um, and, and he is probably the fourth time that he was on, but I, you know, I'm starting to talk and Mike Stelzner, many people know from a uh, uh, social media examiner. Um, uh, I talked to this week and, you know, I'm talking to them about books. They're like, wait a minute, we, you interviewed me for that book. <laughs> it was because it was uh, quite a while ago. So it, it's been kind of fun, but now, you know, now podcasting and I think audio content in general, um, is really, really hot. Um, and I think uh, if marketers aren't, uh, it doesn't have to be starting a podcast, but if they're not uh, taking advantage of the fact that people want to listen to information that way, um, I think you're going to miss the boat in 2020. Yeah, I think it's moved from blogging to podcasting to all sorts of different content that you can create that's valuable to others at this point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, I cannot tell you how much it was a pleasure to have you on the show today, John. Thank you again for joining well, us. Thank you, Stacey. I appreciate it. And for all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in today to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I look forward to chatting with you next week.